0: Right out of the shoot. What's Solomon do? He goes, you know what? I'm going to Egypt, and I'm gonna grab me a wife. Back, I'm gonna marry Pharaoh's daughter. Wham! Right off the bat, he invited all this idolatry right back into Israel. You know, I'm sure one of his buddies is like, you know what, man? You know, why don't you go like a couple of streets over? There's this chick, okay? She's really nice, kind of cute. You know, I, what, do you, what do you say, man? Kind of stay in the hood here. You know what I mean? And uh, nope. He's heading out, and he's going big time, and he just went on a rip. In fact, 700 wives and 200 concubines, okay? And and he, um, you know, so, and God, God told in Deuteronomy, we talked about this the other night, do not accumulate horses. He told this to David, don't accumulate the horses, and this way you won't depend on horses, especially in warfare, and what they do, David... They took on, he never lost a battle and he didn't accumulate the horses because they didn't use him in battle. He depended on God in battle. And he said, and don't, don't accumulate women. And he did. And he passed that on to his son. And that's where the problems came in. He invited all this from different areas of the world, all these idolatrous ways and all this, just, it just turned into a mess. But, but he gave a lot. And um and he um and yet he tried to bless him so much. And uh and this is why when you talk about Solomon, when you read in these books, you're like, there is hope in my life because I watch this and I see the mistakes that are from men and women through the Bible, and God has so much mercy, you're like, boy. How some of the things that I've pulled and some of the things that God has tried to steer me away from, and yet I continued to go down. But our Lord is a loving God, and He blessed these men overwhelmingly, made them kings. And uh, but but this pride got in the way, and this vanity, this is what Solomon eventually talked about in Ecclesiastes like, this is this is this is not good, and uh, so that's where I wanted to open up with, and uh, but in Proverbs 3, like I said, Proverbs 3, 5, I think everybody, a lot of us know, you know, trust in the Lord, you know, and uh, don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him and he'll keep your path straight. It's a real good one. And when you, when you expand on that, it opens up. You're like, wow, do I really do that? You know, that trust. I go through that in my own personal life. I do. I go through that. I ask these questions. These are questions that I think are very real. You know, that's the beautiful thing about when you read scripture. God starts talking to you and you're like, this is really simple stuff. But how I can just take, you know, God teaches us and we just take the book, throw it, you know. And then he sings and you're like, well, let's go back into the book here and uh, the word. And God's very simple. It's very basic. Like he told Solomon, just follow my ways. David, his father, follow the Lord's ways. Follow. Him. So as we pick it up in three, Proverbs three, verse one. I'm going to break this down and I've got a good 25 minutes. So that's good. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching." but keep my commands in, in, in your heart, okay? Now, this, this must have been a reverbication of what his dad, David, told him. You know, keep these teachings and all that. And this is Solomon saying this. This is what Jesus told. Remember the disciples? There's some classic examples right there. These guys were wild, and uh, Jesus... In the upper room, right before he went to the cross, he laid it all out to them, you know, and he spoke intimately with them, just like he spoke to the disciples as David, King David, talked to his son Solomon, and it's just like the Lord does to us. He tells us how to be, he tells us what to do, and he tells us what's going to happen. He warned the disciples of what was to come down the road, and uh, and these guys are just completely oblivious to what God's talking about. Which is many times I think even in my own life, you know, and all of us, I'm sure, that uh, we're just like, man, I just I'm not sure about this, you know. But God is the one that is going to steer our lives, and this is what He's doing here. The Lord. Many times he's like, You just trust in me, Jim. Trust in me. So, my son, do not forget my teaching, and keep my commands in your hearts. Here's his commands right here. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you po- prosperity in two. They will prolong your life many years. And what are they? His commands. God's word. You know, the same book that we kind of walk by a lot of times you know and uh just kind of it sits there on the desk it looks cool sitting there you know you might even have some papers sitting right there and all that but it don't do no good it's kind of like the car keys sitting on the front seat of the car you know it's like well, get in and turn the key on and listen to that engine right here i say this because of. That's why I say the basicness, basicness of God's word is literally come into my word, Take him in. Listen to what he has. And as you walk with Christ, he starts walking you through his word. And he starts telling you some of the stuff that you're going through in your life. The, I mean, the commands, um, you know, in Jeremiah 17, it says the, the tree that is planted by the river of life, the roots will bring forth the torrents of the living water. It does not um, fear the heat. The leaves are always green and there's no worries in the year of a drought. So God's telling you, so you look at you can still grow through these tough times that we're going through. And I will tell you right now, right now is a wild time in the whole world and you can see i mean unless you're living underneath a rock like you know you ever seen that geico commercial you know the dude you know it's like you pull the rock over you know but you god makes this very obvious very obvious we've all seen so much stuff out there and the attack the attack was from day one in heaven satan wanted what god had It's this pride, this envy. That's why it says in James 3, why is it that we have these battles that rage within? Let's rack it back right to day one where it says the envy and the selfish ambition. I want that. I deserve that. And that's where we start putting on that pride. And we can all fall into this real easy, especially these days. We can start casting blame and all this. And Jesus is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. over here, Jim, over here. It's easy. I'll give you eyes to see and you can hear what's going on. You can know that you know the truth and I'll give you words to say at the right time, but focus on me, focus on me, focus on his commandments and you will bear fruit. You got all the green leaves, you know, pretty soon we're getting to we get all those green leaves popping out in spring here. I don't know what exactly, I don't know when officially spring is in Tucson. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a cool down period. You know what I mean? Because I st- I got buds coming up on my pistachio tree coming in the backyard, and then I still got leaves coming down on my mesquite tree in the front, and it's just going to be a nightmare for the next month and a half, you know. And it's, I'm going to have leaves all over the neighborhood, and it's a gigantic tree, you know. So, but these buds come. We share. We show green leaves. People see this this root growth that goes down, and it. And I got to go back to simple math. This is basic stuff, you know. You hear me? Dan and I, it's amazing. Dan's an awesome teacher. He really is. We have different, totally different styles. You know, I just kind of like, you know, you know, you listen to me and you're thinking, this, this guy is talking about, wow, a trend he's going through. You know, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I don't like to hide anything that way, you know, as far as it, it's just, we, our lives are simple and simply in his hands. And is to encourage each other. And we just keep rolling and we keep budding. Stuff keeps budding in our lives. God keeps showing up. Let love in three and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Well, love, you know, that, uh, you know, that love chapter, you know, it says, if you can have all these things and you don't have love, then you just, uh, clang and cymbal. You can have all the book knowledge you want. You can have all just super slick things. You can look good. You can do all these things. But if you don't carry that love, you're nothing. And that love is something totally different. Remember how when Jesus came into your life, and he changed your heart and my heart, and all of a sudden, we started acting a little differently. It says right there in the Word, too, that we are to come out from amongst them and be separate. And the only way that we can do that is through God's love. And you can do that in a crazy time. And I say this as encouragement, because we are going into er times. crazy er. And people are like, well, that's not exactly encouraging, Jim. Well, you know what? This is exactly what Jesus told the disciples, and he warned them of what it's going to be like in the end times, where the hearts of many believers will grow cold, okay? Where, you know, just so much stuff, and internally-wise, it seems that's even more of a problem than the outside. You expect that, but you don't like to get bit from within, you know what I mean? And that's where some of the problems come in, and God, Jesus warned them. This is why it's so important. When you take, like Dan, they're out there, they're getting refreshed a little bit on a, on an anniversary week and all that. You continue praying for this man and his wife. He's the leader of this church. And if anybody, Satan's going to come after this guy. He's going he's gonna to walk around with a bullseye on his back and all that. But through God's word and through the faith that we have and through the love that we have, you know what? We'd stand firm and uh, taking all these shots that, um, you know, that uh, Satan's going to come after us. That we would bind them around our neck. We're, we are oh, I, uh, written tablets. We're, we're a book, an open book, just like Paul talked about, in front of people. They should be able to read you real quick. Back then, in the old ancient days, these guys used to walk around with scripture. They'd have it on their head. They'd tie it around and they'd put it on them and all that and uh, bind it around you. Take it with you through the day. Take it with you. You don't have to be a theologian out there standing at beauty, you know, with the big crowd in front of you, you know, and just giving it out and all that. It's amazing how God's word, the encouragement that we can give comes in little snippets, just tiny snippets. And people pick up on this and they're like, man, Uh, but that's how it was. But we are an open book. People can read your hearts. Peter. Peter, he thought he blew it when he denied Jesus those three times in the courtyard. And then Jesus gets him one-on-one, you know? You know how he does with us. You ever get one-on-one with God after you kind of blow it? You ever say something really stupid to somebody? You know what I mean? You know, and, and you can look, you're looking at me right now and go, like, Jim's having one of those moments again here where he, he's actually done this, you know? And I say to you, I've never done it. I've done it many times, no. okay? And God has a wonderful way of regrouping, just like he did with Peter on that Sea of Galilee, probably on a beautiful morning, The sunsets in the background, I mean, sunrise that Jesus made, okay? And he provided the fire, okay? And he provided the fish, you know? And he got Peter just where he wanted him, you know? And then he talked to him. He's like, you know what? You love me? You know, these moments in our lives, you know, this is basic math. Again, guys, basic math. So do you love me, Pete and Pete and the hurt he felt and and just the, that, that deepness. And he's like, you know, I do, you know, I do. And then finally he's just like, you know what? I want you to take care of my kids. I want you to take care of my kids. Now this is a dude that blew it in front of the world. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, they got their cars parked out there by the courtyard and all that. And, you know, then this. And he's like, I don't know the guy. I have no idea. You know, he's just going on a denial thing. You know what I mean? And Jesus stood right there and he looked him in the eye. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly what's going on in our hearts. He knows exactly what's going on with me right now. He knows exactly what's going on in Dan. You know? Folks. Then and only then is when love shows up like that. When Jesus shows up is when there's a change. Then there's serious changes. And you know, the beautiful thing is, is there's no money involved. There's no accolades involved. There's, you know, you're not getting a new crop. No, no, nothing, nothing. All it is is that one-on-one when Jesus says, you know what? I love you. I love you. When he shows up, he says, you know what? I love you. Godliness with contentment is a great game. Being content with like, that's all I need. That's all I need. This is all this guy needed. Solomon just needed to follow this. And David told him on his deathbed almost, just follow the Lord through all this stuff. Look at Jesus' day. You know, we talk, well, we got a terrible government, you know, which we do. They're crazy and they're insane. And uh, God tells us to pray for them. Well, what about the Romans? You know, we talked about the other day. Man, they're out there putting, they got Roman candles, man. They're dipping people in plastic and they're burning them on fire. They're putting people in the pit with the lions, you know, and, they're, and then it's just a big sacrifice, you know what I mean? And uh, that's bad. We don't have, the closest thing we have to that is, you know, you got the idiots on Capitol Hill, and then you got the crazy drivers out there and all that. But all in all, we're not doing too bad as far as persecution. You know what I mean? Even though I, I can like, this is crazy, you know? And I was like, well, it is in a way. But remember, Jesus is like, you just focus on me. Focus on me. These little things that we can do and say for each other. And then like it says, and then um, in four, you will win favor in a good name in the sight of God and man. I like that. You keep God happy. And guess what? It overflows. And men, they see this. They see the love of Christ in us, okay? And, uh, you know, we don't keep... Bottom line is this. In 1 Corinthians, it talks about you are either one of two things. And nowadays, it's becoming even more polarized. You are either, you are either the, the, the aroma of Christ or you're the stench of death. One of the other. People are either going to love you or they're going to hate you. You know, you 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 stand for Christ, and Jesus is like, I'll take it from there. Because remember, they hated me first. It ain't you, it's him. And right now, we're having a full frontal on, on the um, on the attack on um, Christians. It's just insane. It really is. Okay, now here we go. Now we're getting into the verse that I think everybody knows. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I like that last ending right there. He will make your path straight, because we have a way of getting way out of whack. You know what I mean? At least I do. You take Jesus off the scene. You know, sometimes you're like, uh, why am I why, why am I not going to the Lord first? Why am I not praying about this first? Rather than just getting irate and kind of getting mad and all that. But we would, don't lean on my understanding. Because you know what happens? You know, it's kind of like when you, you know, you lean like on a shopping cart or whatever. You know, we talk to someone and all of a sudden, man, the cart just kind of starts taking off. You know, you kind of lose it, you know, and all that. See, that's our understanding. We're unstable in our ways, you know? And that's just, you know, just go like, whoa, you know, you know. We put on a show, you know, after a while, you know, people are like, oh, yeah. We we, we, we we lean on his foundation. It will not be shaken. We have the keys of the kingdom, okay? We're kind of like the janitors, you know what I mean? You see the janitors, you know, you're like, man, check out all the keys. You know what I mean? This guy's got it. That's us. We have the keys of the kingdom. We will not be shaken. Nothing is going to stand in our way. And so we trust in the Lord. It's easy to fall into different trust factors and all that. We have families that we have family members that do not trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord that God's word does not. Come back void. I have children. I have kids, grown kids, that are uh, they struggle with that, you know. And I keep praying. I can't go over there and grab my son. I don't know if I could even do it. You know, throw him into a headlock. You know, like look, man. You know, I mean, kind of. You know, and 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 manhandling. You know, like I used to be able to, but it doesn't do any good. Doesn't do any good. I have to trust that the Lord will do this. And he says he will. He loved the children. He loved families. He made families. He made marriages. We live in a society now, like, you know, what's a marriage? You know, they can't even define what a woman is. You know what I mean? And there are people that fall into this. You're like, yeah. This is like insanity. You know, God did not make a boo-boo. He did not make any mistakes. Let no man remove what God put together. Nobody made it. I mean, Jesus, he knows exactly. So we trust in him. Trusting in him. And seven, do not be wise in your own eyes. Here's a good one. (laughs) I like that. And, um, And fear the Lord and shun evil. My wisdom. My ways and his ways. Our ways and his ways, is his ways are so high above us, we just we don't have that knowledge. We just don't know what's going on. You know, we're 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 living on this level here, and the Lord is just working everybody. You know, he's working hearts, he's blessing, he's re-steering lives, re-gearing people and things, you know. And uh we go through seasons in our lives. You're like, gosh, is this ever gonna end? Yes, it will. It's like these storms that we go through if you ever been out on the ocean boy you just you go through and all of a sudden there's like crack of light there and you're like wow you know that, that's what happens in our lives you know god knows when we've had when we're reaching that point in our lives he has a beautiful way of drawing us and he turns these burners up and uh and and we call on him and this is all he has you know he doesn't say hey uh, you know before i answer that jim you know, have you looked at your bank account lately? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you paid that bill? You know, or whatever, whatever it is. No, he doesn't do that. He's like, you just come to me, all you who are weary. And I'll give you that piece that you need. So, um, so in, um, and this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. That's a good one. Well, it's like, Having that nourishment, boy, it's like it's almost like, man, I wish I knew then what I know now. Things would have been a whole lot better. You know what I mean? A whole lot better. You ever have that moment when you uh when you you know that the Holy Spirit just just gave you a little side swipe and just gave you a little bit of love. You're like, oh man. That's exactly, that's exactly what I needed, God. He didn't do anything except for just show up and give you a little bit of that love that we so needed so bad. And that's that. And that's what Jesus says. You know what? You just go out there. As long as today is called today, just go out there and encourage somebody. Just encourage them. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to hit them with big numbers, figures, knowledge. and know. Just give them a little bit of love. What kind of love is that? The love of Christ that you just give people. And, uh, and it's just amazing. And, and the, uh, the wealth. I want to say here, and he'll um, bring nourishment to your bones, living, a, you know, living that life uh, that, uh, that God wants to do. And in nine, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. And then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. I like that. Yeah. God is, um, he's like, what you give, give it out. Just like in second Corinthians, give it out. That money, you ain't dragging nothing into heaven. You know, a lot of people about, them. you know, what? I don't want to, you know, it's just, I can tell you some funny things, you know, but you know what? It's, it's what's bound here. It stays here. It's all going to get burnt out. All these things that we have now, there's nothing wrong with owning things and we have to survive and all that. But true wealth is, um, I think is, um, you know, when you read in Isaiah, it talks about true fasting as far as giving up for others, too, taking time and, and helping people. You know, John and his wife they go down to, um, and the family they go down to uh, Mexico and they give their time and, um, and it's it's a reward when they're driving away or even when they're down there, they're watching all these children, you know, you know, at the orphanage and all that. You can't put a dollar figure on that. You just can't do it. You know? I mean, when we have grandkids, you know, people, are, you know, I mean, it's like, thank you so much, Lord. And God starts giving and we just give. And most of the time there's no money involved. You know, there's a little bit here and there, and stuff and all that, but but God gives us wealth. And um but uh, but we give to others, and we help. This I think this is where a lot of churches start losing their focus, is when they start focusing on the programs, <laughs> um, just the big stuff. And I understand and a lot of us, you know, we attend east side, you know, or the west side, you know, it's a bigger church. You have to keep your focus on within, on the people. You have to. You can't, you know, you have to focus on Christ and let it just trickle down, keeping your focus on him. Otherwise, it's the pride factor and it kicks in. Um, and, you know, this first fruit, God doesn't want the leftovers. He doesn't want that. If we can gear our lives where we put the Lord first then we start walking in those ways and we start understanding we hear his word and we and we understand it and um you know and jesus was he was the first fruit um he he walked in a dark world he was the last adam you know you had the first adam uh, you know how he did you know, man he used to listen to his you know he he, he listened to his wife and uh and they uh they got themselves into a, just a world of hurt. You know what I mean? And then, and here we are. But Jesus was the last Adam. And he came along. And he kind of re- got everything back. He took back the garden. See, Adam lost the garden with Eve. And then Jesus, remember, he went to the garden of Gethsemane. That was his last stop before he went to the cross. He took back the garden. Okay. So what man messes up. Our Lord Jesus, he kind of glues it back together. He puts it back. Okay. And he does it in a way that um, you know, that our barns are overflowing. I like that because that's my last name bunch. And uh yeah, but so there's an ES in there. And uh with the wine. Remember, and uh we we like it says in here, it says that um that um um yeah are we overflowing and, uh, and our vats will uh brim. Over with new wine. Remember when Jesus that was the first um his first miracle, he went to a wedding. I think it's cool that our God takes the time to go to a wedding. He's gonna show up. You got something going on, he's gonna show up. So Jesus goes and and sure enough, that was his first one. He changes that water into wine. That's what he did to us. You know, this he changed us, you know. And, and his mom, you know, by that to point, you know, um. They say Joseph was dead at that point, you know, and uh, it his, wasn't his father. It was, it was Joseph, you know, his uh, his true father is the Lord, but kind of like step-parenting, you know what I mean? Huge, huge topic right there, being a step-parent, being that godly influence. You can't substitute a parent. You can't do it. I know years ago, my, my first wife, my, Myrna, my wife, she, she's up in Pine Top right now with some girlfriends there um, um, at, a, at a cabin. But my first wife died, okay? Myrna wasn't substituting me, Mom. But it's up to us as man and I, and we pray like, Lord, please, please. That was my prayer. Please put this, keep this afloat. I knew that there was no substitution for, for my, you know, the kid's mom. You know, they were one, five, and seven. And uh, but and there's many people out there that fall into this. You're like, I don't know what to do. Many times, new, these new parents have never even parented. That's the way it was with my wife. You know, she was never a parent before. And I struggled, and I had a hard time with that and all that. And then the Lord shows up. And then he started changing our hearts. That's what kept the ship afloat. That and only that, because, I you know, I mean, I had my own life in the military and all that. But the point is, is, is when Jesus shows up, he's going to start changing things that he understands. And Jesus showed up at that wedding and turned water into wine. You know, they pulled out those old vessels underneath there. You know, the old chipped up, beaten up. That's what they used for clean feet, you know. You know, and Jesus is like, and Mary's like, just do what he says. Just take, blame him. Do it. Because I'm sure she was probably used to watching Jesus who grew in stature and nature as a man. You know, he he's, you know, he did a lot of stuff. Joseph was dead at that point. And, uh, but um, he did use the simple things. Those old beaten vessels, filled them up. That's us. God uses these old, older, younger beaten up vessels. You're like, you know what? I've been through too much stuff. I'm too chipped up. I'm too dirtied up. It's like, you know what? Let me fill you up. Jesus is like, I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. And that's what he's done in all of our lives. And people see these vessels, but they see a new life, the insides in our lives. That's the talking point. That's the talking point that people see. That's what we want for them to carry. So we're almost done here. And um, and it says, um, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. And do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those that he loves. as a father, the son that he delights in. And that's us. And we, um, you know, it seems like we're always in class. You know, know, like, man, this is, uh, this is never going to stop until we, until we are, you know, one day when we are face to face with him, you know, when, 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 when the job's been done and we're in heaven. But until that point, God's working us and he's going to, you know, he's going to talk to us. Sometimes we can hear God very loud, like, don't do it. Don't go down this road. These warning signs. You know, we talked about this the other night. God gives us warning signs. Be careful. You told David, don't do it. And he did it. He still loved on him and all. But you know what? Our parents. Our parents, when we got disciplined, remember how it was, guys? Our dads, hung right in on us. Yeah. He didn't go next door and beat this kid next door, too. You know what I mean? And, uh, and you know, I say that freely from the old days. You know, I grew up on an Air Force base. It's like, this is like free for all, you know. My dad was concerned about his son. And that's the way our father is. He's concerned about his children. The world's the world. God is dealing with these things. The Holy Spirit convicts the whole world of sin. It almost makes you wonder if second Thessalonians two, isn't coming in where God's starting to pull back the restrainer a little bit. When that happens, you start getting free for all. It gets wild, but God is going to talk to you and he's going to discipline you. And he's going to encourage you. And I, and I say this this morning is simply just from simple math here that, uh, God is a, uh, he's an understanding God. He really is. And, uh, and I think we look at each other and we can see proof in, in all of our lives. You're like, wow, God is really working there, you know. Um, but um, that we would trust in him. Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on our understanding. Okay? Acknowledge him. Say, yep, yeah, you got this one, God. And he'll keep your path straight. Because Jim has a way of kind of, you're getting a car with a bad front end, whatever, you know, you're like, man, that, that thing's just pulling you off the road. You know what I mean? That's what our lives can get like sometimes. You're like, guys, like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to give you a free lifetime warranty front end work. You know what I mean? He keeps us right going down that highway. He does. And he talks to us every once in a while, this car come blowing by and that's the Lord. It's got the window down like, Hey, it keeps on going. You're like, that's what God does in our lives. You keep popping up at the craziest times. Talking to us, we'll talk to some friends, you know? This is why it's encouraging to stand, not just here now, but to hang out with many of you and talk and all that. It's encouraging. It really is. And we need each other because we're just the living examples on earth of what Christ does through lives. And we need to see this and watch this. And just go through this together. Trust in the Lord for everything that you're going through. Everything. Draw close to him, and he will draw close to you. Amen? All right, Father God, thank you for your word. Do We would totally trust you. It's uh, There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that we go through, Lord, and you know this. You knew what was going on in the disciples' hearts. You knew what was going on before time. And you... You, you, you formed us in the in the womb before you made us. I mean, you, you knew, you know, our hearts, you put our hearts together. God, that we can lay it all out to you, Father. And at the same time that we can bear fruit, we can have those green leaves in our lives that people can see. And that is encouraging, not just for us, but for other people too, because when they see us go through these times, they're like, wow, it's still doing pretty good. And that's because of you. So Lord, I thank you for this time right now. I bless us here, Father by your Holy Spirit. Bless us with whatever we're short at right now. Maybe the little things that we need. Don't give us too much. We go out and do something crazy. Don't give us too little. But just give us our daily bread, Father, that we can keep you in our focus. And thank you for this, my brothers and sisters, your Lord. And pour uh, just a blessing upon Dan and Shannon and the family. Continue strongly in his heart that he can guide this church, Father, and your children. And we give it all to you, Lord Jesus. Amen.